Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, we're going to be talking with Scott Tyner, Rob Raspberry, and James King as we talk about the many facets of AV and IT. Are they different? Are they the same? All this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 95, is AVIT. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is EdTech, the monthly higher ed tech podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. And this month, I'm joined by Mr. James King. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Mr. Scott Tyner, how are you, sir? Hey, Bill, I'm doing great. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Rob Raspberry, how are you? Doing great. Always great to be here with you guys. Of course. So um, our article uh, today uh, comes to us by way of Scott. Um, It's kind of a fun one just because Scott has been uh, writing a couple of articles about uh, how AV and IT are if not the same thing, they're certainly similar. I would almost do the bit of, you know, it's a, it's literally oranges to oranges at this point. However, in this article, um, which is entitled, it comes to us by way of rave pubs, it's AV is IT. And um, through the, you know, through the article and everything, it does bring up um, that as Scott was, you know, listening to the, uh, you know, was uh, watching the uh, HETMA uh, end user panel, um, there were still some folks who were like, no, AV is different than IT. And the, the trouble about that is, is that, you know, we, we're, you're already starting to see a number of AV things that have been on IT, on the IT realm for a good while. And um, more, more than anything, uh, I've been seeing a lot more of our colleagues who, you know, there have been some folks who have started off at manufacturers and now are at um, integrators, or they've done like the grand circle, and you know they've they've gone from inter- being with an integrator, they're at a rep, they're at an end user, whole thing. Um, you know, one of our colleagues, uh, Sharath Abraham, uh, if anything, he actually started off, uh, you know, doing more, you know, com- uh, IT management and computer science, and then went over to Crestron, and then from Crestron went over to uh, I believe he's with um, uh, either AVI, AVI, yeah, AVI SPL. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Every now and then the uh, the, the lettering gets a little blurred. Anyways, um, but the fact is, Trath came, you know, directly from computer science and went straight into, uh, you know, the AV world. And um, I'm gonna kind of go around the room on this one. Um, yeah, if anything, like the only major difference I've ever seen at this point is the fact that more of like my AV counterparts, they tend to be a bit more customer service facing. Facing, and it's not to and it's not to like knock it or anything like that. But you know, we do have like our our network folks or our server folks who it's like, yeah, no, I just work on the server and I work on things on the macro level. Cool. 
you evidently have never had a faculty member scream in your face going, hey, I can't get this. I've lost count how many times that's happened to me. My personal all-time fave was um, seeing a faculty member refusing to lose face in that he couldn't get the wireless touch panel to come out of the dock. And, you know, my way of saving face was, oh, uh, yeah, you know what? I have to reboot the panel. Push the invisible button in the corner and it popped out. But, you know, once again, it's, I, I think, at least for me, I think the, main, the only main difference I've ever seen anymore is just the level of customer, customer interaction as well as um, customer relationship building. I mean, that's, I know it's a rather loose term, but I'm going to let you guys like kind of go around the room with this one. Yeah. So Bill, I think the biggest perspective I take is how, how do we grow our industry? How do we bring new people in? How do we improve ourselves? How do we improve our colleagues? How do we provide better service to our customers? And for me, the answer to every one of those questions is, being part of the IT industry. And so part of my question in the article was, why would you argue we're not? What, what is your ultimate goal? Because I'll tell you my ultimate goal in arguing we are is everything I just said, promoting the industry, promoting the people in it, uh, pr promoting the uh, development of new equipment. So what I'd love to hear, if somebody has a real debate about it is, what are you promoting by saying, no, we're not? Then the other two real quick things I'll say, Bill, are I, I think you're perfectly right. And there was a, a, a disagreement on Twitter a, a week or so ago about this, because I think a big piece is customer service. I think we are so much better at customer service or bedside manner, what you want to call it. We have to be. And interesting enough, we're highly technical people who are very good at that, which is not very normal. Um, and so I, I think there's a fear that we will lose that if we call ourselves IT. And then finally, I think that there is this piece and interesting enough, you're putting yourself in a catch 22 on this next one is they don't really, they IT don't really respect me. They think we're still just pushing around TVs on carts. So I'm gonna somehow fight back by proving to them that I'm, they're right. So I don't, I don't get that. I, the, the way that we've worked at, at base is we show them what we're doing. We're talk to them about what we're doing. We get them involved in what we're doing and we become one. So that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to say in that, in that blog. So let me uh, jump in on there because most people who follow me on Twitter know I'm a big component of ABA's IT. Um, go with the customer saying I, I do agree with Scott and Bill that AV attacks are more customer service ordering like that's what we focus on um, besides being technical back when I was a student worker my supervisor at that time category student workers into two types of people you had and again he classified them as IT people you had your Student workers who were very good customer service, but weren't as strong on the tech side. And then you had the people who were very strong on the tech side, but lacked the people skills. And that's kind of where the AV and then I guess your traditional IT is kind of separated is, yes, we're better on the customer service side. Um, we are highly technical, but 
I always say we're very highly technical in AV um, realm only, and getting into other realms might be a little lax daily, I would say. Now, going with Scott saying is with IT respecting us, I, I came from IT. I, was, I actually got my bachelor's degree in information systems. I wanted to be a network administrator. When I graduated, I got dumped into AV. Um, but we fall on our IT. And most higher education places seems to be the AV team is under IT or eventually will be under IT. But I, I don't think it's that they don't respect us because you know they see, see us as pushing carts around. My problem is AV does not have standards. IT is built around standards that everybody can talk. So if you're a network administrator or you're a DBA or you're a help desk worker or you're a security person, you're all using the same language. You're specialized in your area. AV folks, it's like, no, 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 we're going to come out with our own flavor. You have, I mean, just earlier we were talking about AV over IP. Crestron has their flavor. Creamer has their. Aurora has their. Uh, Amex has their. Like, there's no standard. And IT people will just look at you and be like, yeah, you don't talk our language. We're going to skate right around you. Um, and I also do it with my whole thing is I find a lot of the old guards are digging their heels in and saying, no, we're not IT because of experience. Yes, experience is key. But unfortunately, right now, we're in a fast-paced environment. We're in a fast-paced world where 90% of our users are mostly okay with good enough. And IT people are just going to get it done, and they're going to skate right around us. Is it right? No. I mean, trust me, I've done that many times where I'm talking to people who will be like, no, this is not the right way of doing it. We should have done this. But we're only that only comes up when it's that 10% of people who are complaining that the what the IT, typical IT people did, didn't work for them. Um, so that's a small scale. And like I said, they're just going to skate and keep moving while the AV people dig their heel in and go, no, 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 no. You got to look at the experience. The world's going to skate right by you. We got to adapt. We got to move. Um, so I was going to uh, sort of jump a little, a little along, along those lines. So you know, we're in, I think, an interesting point of transition with old school and new school. And I think that, you know, even translates to, you know, instructors who refuse to do anything but do the chalkboard. And then you have the people who are sort of in between and they're like, okay, you know, with this pandemic, it's forced me to get on the collaboration platforms, learn to learn new technology. And if I don't do it, I'm gone. My job is, you know, out the window. And then you have the new school who's all just embraced it. And I think that transition happens with AV and IT. I'm old enough when I got sort of first jumping into it, not a lot of stuff dealt with a network. It was video conferencing. And so pretty much, you know, it was very a physical kind of job, cameras, all, all these kinds of things. And the IT guys were like, okay, we're doing our network stuff. You know, you guys are off there, you know, playing with VHS tapes and DVDs and whatever, and not doing this. And then as video conferencing and distance learning became more, more integral, integral to what we do, they paid a little more attention. But you're right, James, 
that standard has never been there. So it's not like they're like, man, we're not going to do that. But now th there's a real transition over because of video and audio AV technology being integrated and needing that network component and it really being necessary. So now even sort of the middle school, old school guys are like, okay, we got to deal with you. So let's see what we can do to sort of make this happen. And some of our newer hires, and interesting enough, like our co-ops, a lot of our co-ops in my group are computer science. They're, you know, they're from that IT uh, background because now video and everything that we do is, is, is pretty much network centric. So, so I think, you know, when we have this conversation, if we're still doing this podcast in 10 years, I think, uh, you know, we'll have a very different perspective on it, but because now it's more starting to become a necessity, you know, I, I think the, the walls are, are sort of getting a little less thicker. They're still very thick, but, you know, with, you know, uh, gaining more knowledge and having that more IT background, I think that is sort of bridging the gap, but still, you're right. You know, a lot of people consider AV still, even if it's under IT, sort of a separate kind of or physical kind of thing. And, you know, you know, and you're and and to speak to everything else that you're talking about, Scott and James and everybody. Yeah. AV, we're more customer service oriented because we have to be. We're more front facing. But, you know, I think with the change in technology and the reliance and, and it, you know, because a lot of the new stuff coming out is network centric, it's going to help bridge that gap. But we still have a ways to go. The only thing I would like to add there, and I think I mentioned this with Scott and the Twitter uh, thing is, I think what it is, is we need to define what IT is and define what AV is. Because yeah, a lot of people would say, oh, you're throwing on the network, it's IT. Throwing on a network does not make it IT. Network is not IT. IT is this ugly blob that incorporates sorry, so much um, and just keeps soaking up. Networking is just a small subset, and that's where I put AV. AV is just a small subset underneath this IT umbrella that keeps growing and growing and growing. It's like a high-back system. A high-back system goes on a network, but is that IT? I don't think so. And I defined this on the Higher Ed uh, podcast I did with Joe Way, where I say IT to me is information technology, using technology to share information between two people the users so a high back system is not it to me because you're not sharing information you're getting alerts but it's a one-way communication really you're talking to a machine but like right now we're here on computers talking over zoom computers are it we're entering information we're using microphone which is ab and video this is all communication using technology and that's how i look at it as IT is using technology to share information. So funny enough, so there's there's two bits that'll go on this. One was the fact that um, when I actually got my, my sis, I actually had a Cisco CCNA and specifically it was uh, when Cisco had just acquired Tanberg. And at that time they suddenly said, oh look, we have a CCNA uh, video. And I actually went and took all, there was a, it was a two, two separate tests and then you got your CCNA. Uh, the first test was, uh, and it was, in, you know, James, you're, you're right about this and the fact that 
Um, Cisco is very standards based on this thing because for them, they were like, literally the first test was here. Uh, we're going to quiz you on Cisco, on how Cisco call manager works. We're also going to uh, quiz you on, uh, you know, how uh, their skinny protocol works and, you know, things, things of the nature of, you know, how does, um, you know, how does, uh, you know, how do our standards for voice over IP work? And, you know, they're like, all right, cool. You can get that. All right, great. The second test was for the most part, you understanding, you showing that you had an understanding of their product line, um, which at the time was, you know, they kind of went and slapped the Cisco label over all the stuff that was formerly Codian. And you just kind of memorized that. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, look, you have a CCNA video. Now, how does that come back to everything? Well, when I was originally um, hired for the job here, uh, I had to go before a, um, a review board and everything. And they were like the final, you know, hiring, you know, they were the, the, the hiring boss folks. And uh, I had to laugh in the fact that our director of networking uh, was part of that board. And the moment he saw the CCNA video, he was like, oh, all right, guys. He's like, Bill, explain to them what this is and explain to them why this is a big deal. And I'm going, okay, what do you guys want to know? And this and that. And they're like, well, just explain to them like the video conferencing stuff and this and that. And I'm like, oh, sure. And the reason that it fell back to all that stuff was simply because um, the networking guy knew that down the line, you know, he was like, oh yeah, we've been doing massive updates to our data center. We've been doing uh, some huge updates to our uh, campus uh, uh, core switch and everything else. And he's like, this stuff is going to eventually overtake it and everything. So um, it was one of those bits where the networking guys literally looked and said, oh, okay. I, you know, I make the joke of like my job here at times is almost uh, dances with wolves. Because literally, like I talk from tribe A to tribe B and do the translations. Now, I know that sounds like, oh, wow, Bill, it sounds like really AV really is IT. And it's like, it is. It's just that, and, you know, both James and Rob, it, actually everybody here can, can relate on this one in that, well, for one thing, the guys who run the servers and the ones who are, you know, keeping an eye on, like, say, your virtual boxes that may or may not have like either the learning management system or may or may not have your dashboard system or whatnot. For them, they go, yeah, listen, that stuff's going, it's cool. It's like a fleet mechanic. The fleet mechanic does not really interact with how the, uh, with how, you know, oh yeah, the seat isn't really comfortable in van 125. It's not his job. So in this case, like I kind of view it as, yeah, AV is IT in the fact that we are one of the main customer facing portions of, of IT. And more, more often than not, we'll get called in on things like, oh, Zoom isn't working. Oh, Zoom is only working for half an hour. Okay. And later on, you find out that the person was using their, their own personal Zoom account instead of using, you know, say the faculty provided or, you know, uh, enterprise provided one. And it was, it's just a little, you know, it was just a little hiccup. Now, is that going to be the end of the world? No. But if you ask the folks who are, you know, either A, maintaining the Zoom licensing, they're going to go, yeah, why are you dragging me into this? So we're, we're doing a lot of the customer facing stuff and it's a lot more, 
listen, this is the way I kind of tend to view everything as whenever I get a ticket about stuff. And that is the folks are looking at this stuff for the first time ever. Uh, mentally, I have to go in with the idea that they know nothing. It's not me looking down so much as, you know, guys, if I said, hey, hey guys, have you checked out the new uh, the new HD-based HD T-transmitters? All four of us would say, oh, yeah, sure. I've, I've read up on this one. Oh, I know that one. The faculty are going to look and go, huh? So, you know, they're, they're not, you know, remember, these are folks who have terminal degrees. These are folks who, you know, uh, might be uh, uh, in the midst of dissecting a fetal pig. They might be in the midst of, you know, breaking down iambic pentameter, or they might be, you know, going over statistical data that, you know, has already put most of the most of the class to sleep. Um, anyways, but that's that's my bit of it, and, and that is yes, IT is a big. It's a big overarching umbrella, but not all of the components. Not all the components either A, talk to each other, and not all the components, as James put it, not all of them are really, you know, two-way two -way data transfer. Like, one of the things that's getting thrown my way that I went, uh, okay, fine, is um, uh, we're going to be putting up uh, room scheduling panels. And I said, okay, cool. Can we put, can we make it to where folks can do ad hoc scheduling? And they said, no, not for this building. No, no, no. This is, this is going to be controlled just by this folks and this and that. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make them read only panels. Yeah. Okay, cool. Guys, you do realize like you, in, you spent, you specifically asked for the higher end panels that can do two way communication and you just wanted to do one way. I'm like, we could get like some e-ink panels that'll do this. And they went, no, 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 no. We need it to be high-end and this and that. And I'm going, sure. Okay. No problem. Do I find it fulfilling? Eh, sure. Do I think it's really two-way communication? No. It's it's pathfinding, but that's about it. I know you guys are all looking at me like laughing, just like, oh yeah, yeah. Just wait. Scott eventually will be like, hey, Scott. You have to put up these pan these room scheduling panels in your in your in your across your campus. It's a POE drop, but whatever. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Rob. You're la you're just pointing and laughing. Go ahead. So yeah, I was going to say that. It, 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 so I, and I don't know how I can even word this. Um, IT is more wide reaching. It, it, it's more encompassing. It's more system oriented, and AV is really sort of a part of that. So it, it's interesting. So if you hire an IT person, do they have to have AV skills? No. Nowadays, I hate to say it, but I'm not, I'm not hating to say, it. I'm just saying that when you're hiring an AV professional, do they have to have some IT skills? Absolutely. They, they really do. And, and so, you know, whether it's just basic OS troubleshooting skills or, or these kinds of things, that now has to be a part of your repertoire. And um, so, you know, within that, you find that sometimes there's that degree of miscommunication. Is a systems admin person going to really interact with, you know, an AV, AV guy that's dealing with a touch panel and dealing with, you know, control systems in, in a classroom? Probably not. If they, however, if they're hosting some type of collaboration platform, say it was a media site or, you know, um, you know, on-premise Kaltura, that kind of thing, then there might be some cross-communication 
there a, a little bit. But you know, IT is just so all-encompassing that you know, at this point, sometimes we get sort of caught in that sort of small black hole where we deal with you every once in a while. But as the bottom line and the requirement in higher education affects the, bot the bottom line, yeah, we'll get more of a voice and there'll be more communication and more you know, encompassing and integration in that. Great. That's a good point. Um, I think uh, Dave Dento on Twitter has summed it pretty well. He's uh, another one that AV is IT. He kind of refers to the IT as a the medical field. Um, and like AV folks are like your plastic surgeons. At every doctor, I mean, you're a doctor, just like we're IT, but you specialize. Like your heart surgeon is not doing your plastic surgery. Your plastic surgeon is not doing your heart surgery and vice versa. Like we all specialize in our area. But the problem is in the medical field, they all can talk to each other. It goes back to that whole standard. They know, like a plastic surgeon knows what they're, when they do stuff, what it does to the body. And it could impact the heart. It could impact the brain. And same thing, like a brain surgeon knows, okay, the plastic surgeon does this. I need to do this when I do my job. So it's all that communications and going on standards. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, um, and we had talked about this before the recording and everything, but um, just recently, Extron had actually put out what they, um, their NAV, they put out, they have their AV over IP devices, which they call their NAV, uh, their NAV series. And one of the things that I saw was interesting was they had actually gone and made, they'd finally gone and made a wall plate unit. Now it's a three gang box. I mean, you know, it's not just a simple like swap it in, here you go. But from an AV perspective and an integrator perspective, I looked at it and went, huh, that's actually kind of an interesting bridge. Now the reason this comes back to IT and the reason this comes back with all this is because the thing also works on either a one gig or a 10 gig. Now, how that gets back with everything is the fact that if I were to if I were to go and say to our networking folks, hey, we want to do this, they go, oh, okay, cool. How much bandwidth do we need? Oh, I'm gonna need uh, 10 gig drops for this room. They would look at me and go, uh-huh. And and where are you getting the money for that switch? Now, if I come to them ahead of time and say, hey guys, we are planning to go to AV over IP. We're planning to go on one gig pipelines, so we don't have to go get crazy expensive switches. However, these are all the protocol. These are the ports that we're going to need open. This is the white paper that they've given us. This, this, and this. When I've done that in the past, normally our security folks and our networking folks are kind of like, oh, oh, okay. All right. You're actually coming to us ahead of time. So I don't have to go and like look this. I don't have to go and track this down. And it's been a lot like, yeah, it's, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like a feral cat. Like the cat gets its hackles up and everything. And they're just like, Argh. and if you come to them saying, actually speaking their language, they go, oh, you actually understand how much, how much strain this is going to put on me. All right. Um, case in point is this one of the first times we ever did this. It, it believe me, it took a lot. It, it took a, a, a conference call with uh, Mercer's tech support and everything but we were able to get the solstice pods put on our network, but it required the, the, the originally the network finds folks were like, okay, fine. Sure. 
then we said, well, what about the folks who are coming from off campus? Can we put this on the guest wireless network? And oh, that was that was just one of those like, how dare you? You what? This is going to cause a lot of confusion, this and that. And I said, it's literally made for folks who come off campus who want to just connect in. And, you know, we're trying to get away from having a million and a half adapters. And it, finally, they went and said, okay, fine. They, they, you know, the, the end route they ended up doing was, okay, as long as they have guest Wi-Fi access, you have to provision them guest Wi-Fi access. I'm like, fine. I was like, you know, whatever. I'm like, that's, that, that's something I'm passing on to anyone who invites someone on campus. I go, here you go. You can provision it for 24 hours, whatever. Um, but once again, that is more of from, from an AV perspective and from a tech manager perspective, it's cool to have this equipment, but the networking folks, if they, if they don't see it as you're trying to, you know, speak their language or come to them on this. Yeah, I think they will look down because if anything, it's it's simply, you know, they'll look at it as like a little kid going, I want this. Hey, do you even know how that works? I want it. But if you instead you go and say, I would like this because this is going to improve things. This will do this. This makes my life easier. I know this is a lot for you to do, but if I show you all the stuff that safeguards it and locks it down, here you go. It shouldn't be a big deal. In the end, really all ended up happening was that stuff got ended up putting up on its own VLAN and we had all the ports listed for what we needed to access via the dashboard software and everything. And, you know, now we have, God, I want to say like at least 30, 30 pods uh, across the campus and everything. And, you know, I can tell you at a moment's notice how many of them are being used and even what type of devices are using it. Uh, although I still laugh because they still actually have a category for BlackBerry, but that's a whole separate thing. Anyways, uh, so that being said, guys, um, thoughts, comments, uh, lavish praise upon Scott for his uh, for his well put together article. Awesome article. Just that that will have people talking for a long time. Scott, great article. Certainly got some people worked up on Twitter. I know that. <laughs> The, the ITAV debate, it's never going to go away. They've been talking about it before we did have, and it's going to be talked about after this. Uh, but Scott, definitely a great article. And just, I want to add one thing about that panel bill, read only. I would say it's still two-way communication. You have a user who's entering the information into your scheduler, and then you have a user who sees it on a panel. So that's still two-way communication dealing with users. But again, Scott, great article. I've now been officially touche turtled on this one. <laughs> that being said, guys, that is about all we have for this month. Uh, as always, uh, I'm just going to go a quick round the room. Scott, where can the fine folks, actually, if anything, where can the fine folks find this article at? Uh, the article is on uh, Rave Pubs, and you can uh, find me on Twitter at S. Tyner or uh, on LinkedIn. There you go. Uh, Mr. King, where can the fine folks find you at? You can find me on Twitter, uh, AV underscore James King, or on Twitter, or uh, LinkedIn. There you go. And Rob? LinkedIn's the place to find me. Well, there you go. You can certainly find me on Twitter. Uh, usually I'll be uh, messing with uh, Joe Way or uh, or on the backside, probably making some, some uh, <clears throat> fun comments to uh, Sharath Abraham which might add, if anything, 
uh, as I say, that guy, as I say, I, I happily have some fun conversations with that man. If you can follow him on Twitter. So there you go. There's the name drop for the day. Anyways, as always, this is EdTech, part of the month, part of the uh, monthly podcast of the AV Nation family. As always, this is EdTech.